Amy, on this podcast, we try to always offer useful takeaways. And if you learn nothing else from us, learn this useful parenting lesson by Pampers Cruisers 360. Pampers Cruisers 360 are the ultimate parent hack, the best diaper to use as soon as your baby starts standing or walking. Instead of ordinary diaper tabs, they have a unique 360-degree stretchy waistband that moves with your wild child. Pampers Cruisers 360 makes it so easy to change your baby. Who probably doesn't stop moving just because they need a diaper changed? Just slide on to apply and away they go. And fear not, parents. Pampers Cruisers 360 offers an up to 100% leak-free fit, and they just got even better with a new blowout barrier. Need we say more? For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician-recommended brand. Download the Pampers Club app today and earn Pampers cash. Then redeem your Pampers cash for exclusive Pampers coupons, savings, and rewards. Only redeemable via Pampers Club. Pampers cash has no cash value. Hello and welcome to Ask Margaret from What Fresh Hell, laughing in the face of motherhood, solving your parenting dilemmas one question at a time. Today's question comes from our Facebook group, which you should join at facebook.com slash group slash What Fresh Hellcast. I think that's it. Otherwise, come find our Facebook page at What Fresh Hellcast and click on the group from there. Uh, you'll find us. It's a great place to talk, ask questions, learn Love, listen. It's just a great place, friends. Come visit us. But today's question comes from Katie, who says, what are your thoughts on putting a request for no gift on children's birthday party invitations? I know Emily Post considers it a major faux pas, but my inclination is that rules can be relaxed for four-year-olds and they're busy, perpetually stressed, pandemic-induced, socially anxious parents. Uh, Katie, I did not know that this was an Emily Post thing. Here's what I think in general. The rules of a child's birthday party are set by the parents of the child. So you can put no gifts on your child's invitations, but you should not expect other people to put no gifts on their child's invitations. If you know me and you listen to the podcast, you know that I consider children's birthday parties a giant exchange of crap that I would like to eliminate from the world with a wave of my magic wand. Unfortunately, I don't have a magic wand, and so I have not been able to accomplish this. I speak as often and as fervently as possible against goodie bags. I would like goodie bags to disappear from the earth. I believe that we could just go to the party store and then arrange with the party store to ship the plastic bag full of plastic crud directly to the landfill and skip me as the middleman having to pick up all the crap from my carpet and bring it to the landfill myself. I would like goodie bags to disappear. Then when it comes to gifts, we have a similar problem where we're kind of exchanging gigantic things from that aisle at Target that are like gigantic plastic, you know, looms and rubber band crafts and light up things that make noise. And as I see it, they end up basically just being like enjoyed for five minutes in the landfill until our children's 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 children are on the earth. And so I am anti-birthday party gifts. But that being said, I recognize that that is a choice for myself. I did not have my children, in all fairness, have gift-free birthday parties because 
I think their expectation was that there was a gift exchange that went with birthday parties. But as my kids have gotten older, I think the best way to handle this with your own kids is to have a conversation about plastic and about the environment and about how we don't use all the toys that we get. And so we end up, you know, using them, not really valuing them, and they end up in the landfill. One thing we try to do at birthday parties is take at least three of the gifts that we receive. Let's say there's eight kids invited and put them away and we give them away or we sometimes give them as gifts at other birthday parties. Basically, I try to enforce with my kids, you do not need eight new toys. You don't need it. So who can we give them to? Who can we donate them to? Who can we share them with? And it kind of helps kids get that understanding of, I don't need 20 toys to enjoy this day. So another approach that I really like is that I have seen more and more parents saying, you really love animals. Let's, for your birthday party, instead of asking for toys, let's ask for blankets and food and dog bowls and leashes that we can then donate to the animal shelter. And you can even do an either or. And I think that people would feel comfortable with this. If you said, in lieu of a gift, please consider bringing a bag of dog food that my kid will then bring to the animal shelter. I think it's a great learning opportunity to say, hey, you might get three gifts and then three bags of food for the dogs. And how great would that feel? Tie it to something that your kid is already interested in. And then we are chock full of good learning, friends. We are learning about taking care of others. We are learning that taking care of others involves some self-sacrifice. Now, The final point about this is that this only involves your side of the fence. I think you should have buy-in from your kids in order to do it because I think that unilaterally deciding on your kid's behalf that they don't need gifts, I would just involve your kid in the conversation and I would walk them to it. I think it'll just mean more. If you decide that you want to say to your kids, we don't need eight things of plastic, fine. But I think it would be more effective to say, hey, let's start phasing out the gifts and start phasing in these donations. But that only applies to your kids. You are not allowed to suggest to other people that they don't do presents. What I would suggest in that case for other kids is that I go to try to go to local small businesses that I know need support and I bring gift cards to the kids. I will tell you, by the time you have a middle schooler, it is the great gift card exchange. You know, we get six gift cards if six kids come over to my kid's birthday party and that's what we do. So you can't insist that other people don't have gifts for their kids, but you can change the way that you and your family does gifting. I don't really care what Emily Post says. I care that we're using the opportunity to teach our kids good lessons about how the earth operates, about how other people may need our help and support, and how that help and support may even involve sacrificing some things on our part. And then I support letting other people do whatever they choose to do with their own parties. When your kid says, how come I gave my presents away and my friend got presents, you can say to them, hey, listen, it's a choice. I was really proud that you chose to give your presence to the dog shelter, your friend may not feel ready for that yet, or that may be not what your friend is interested in. But I was proud of your choice. But next year, if you choose that you want to get presents instead, we'll have the conversation again. Because the more you put it in their path and let it be something that they're coming to, the more it really is something to be proud of versus like I have dictated this to you. And 
You can always underline, because I think it's true, that other people's choices are not really our business. And I hope everyone has a really happy birthday. I hope Emily Post doesn't get mad at me. And I thank you for listening to the What Fresh Hell podcast. We'll talk to you next time. It's us, Blair and Molly, your old pals from Toddler Purgatory. Two moms who are also actors, who are also creative beings, who sometimes feel stuck. And this is our new podcast, Unsticking It with Blair and Molly. What happens when your creative spark just seems to disappear? Gone. Poof. Bye. See ya. What happens when life gets in the way of your creativity instead of nourishing it? That's what happened to Molly and me. We felt like the thing that drove us creatively stopped working and impending doom had in fact impended. Totally. So we decided to do something about it. And that was steal ideas about getting unstuck from the most creative people we can find. We talked to guests about how to break through the mucky, gluey, sticky wall that can get between you and your creativity. We hear about their journeys, their successes, their challenges, and even their bougie coffee shop orders. And we're not just talking Bob Ross type paint on paper artists here, though we talk to them too. We're talking to actors, creative directors, dancers, and people who are working hard to be their best creative selves in a world that can sometimes feel real uncreative. We all have something to teach each other, so let's steal their ideas together. Join us, won't you, as we deep dive into how to unstick ourselves from the life gunk that can get in the way of our creative freedom. Pandemics, school calendars, world events, lack of sleep, oh, get out of their life gunk. And let's get back to your best creative self. Subscribe to Unsticking It with Blair and Molly. You're not going to want to miss an episode. Unsticking It with Blair and Molly, because sometimes life sucks. Hey there, I'm Debbie Reber, the founder of Tilt Parenting and the author of the book, Differently Wired. The mission of Tilt is to change the way neurodivergence, whether that's having a learning disability, having ADHD, being gifted, autistic, or some combination of all of the above, is perceived and experienced so differently wired kids and the parents like us raising them can truly thrive. On the Tilt Parenting Podcast, I get to talk with authors, therapists, educators, and parenting experts who are committed to this mission. I ask the questions my listeners are most curious about when it comes to supporting our kids. And in turn, my guests share strategies for challenges, out-of-the-box ideas for navigating school, best practices for therapies, tips for advocating, and so many thoughtful insights on what it really takes to help our kids grow up feeling seen and respected so they can create awesome lives for themselves. I know that raising a differently wired kid can feel overwhelming and isolating, but I promise you, you are not alone and it can feel so much better. If you're on this parenting journey, come listen to Tilt Parenting. Together, we can shift this paradigm and show up for our exceptional kids with hope, possibility, and joy.